welcome to another episode of That's a Rap Podcast. I am your co-host, Jason Lung, uh, here with Andres Babiolakis. We are not with Jay at this moment, but that's okay because I don't know if we really want to talk about another Raptors loss. But this was game two, game two round two versus the Boston Celtics. We're down 0-2. I just want to say, first things off the bat, it's not unfamiliar territory. Dre, how you feeling, brother? Uh, I was I was doing well. Um, yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Here's the thing. Game one, the Raptors didn't look too great. Game two, right. I'd argue we looked great for at least a good portion of the game until that turning point, which I'm sure we will discuss. And I'm yes. sure your turning point might be the same as mine or around the same time. But there was, it, there was a lot of turning points, actually. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, that one where we never really recovered. Uh, and I guess we'll get into uh, that in a second. But at least this time around, there was a lot of good, but still some very concerning points, which we will discuss. But first off, yeah, yes. we don't have Jay with us, who's our usual statistician. Um, but he did, he was very kind enough to, to leave us some of his expert stats. So let's mm-hmm. look at some of the good. Jace, tell us some of the good stats. All right. Well, so last game, we did not do very well in the paint. However, in this game, we got 18 plus in the paint. We also won the turnover battle by six. When you're facing a good team like the Boston Celtics, the margin of error is so small that if you play a near perfect game, most likely you're not going to win against a good team like the Celtics. And the thing about the Celtics is that they have so many different weapons that could hurt you. So you've got Jalen Brown didn't even have the best best game uh, statistic-wise. But then you got someone like Jason Tame with a quiet 34. Uh, mm-hmm. Marcus Smart going ham in the, in the fourth quarter, in the second half, really, with those five three-point bursts. And then Kemba Walker uh, closing out the game. Like They just have so many different weapons. For us, it was nice to see... Someone like uh, Fred obviously go off and Pascal. Okay, <sighs> that last play, the one that well, I'm sure it might have been one of our turning points. But that last play when it was, it was illustrated for Pascal to get a corner three pointer. And we've seen that out of bounds timeout play multiple times. I've seen it done a lot for Norm. That play is yeah. usually for Norm. To, so Kyle Lowry passes into probably the paint area, gets it uh, outside of the wind, and then either Norm, in this case, Pascal, curls into the corner, and then it's almost like a bounce pass from the baseline giving into the corner. But unfortunately, is a much bigger <laughs> than Norm. And so he stepped out of bounds. And by a margin, and we're talking about maybe like centimeters. So when Jay says with a margin of error so tiny, those are the marks. Those little skid marks on the shoes that like, I don't know if if Pascal was going to go for the three. I don't know if he was going to make it if he did, did shoot that three. But those little things, if you screw up like that against a team like this, we're, we're going to go down 0-2, man. But, like, the first half or so, we saw a return of Spicy P. The guy yeah. was doing some great spin moves. He, he hit a couple of early floaters in the game, comfortable-looking floaters. He obviously had that buzzer beater, but that's kind of luck. But, you know, we were seeing Pascal in double digits rather early. Whereas last time, he had, like, what, three points and a half? So... We were seeing the Pascal that we needed to see. And uh, a lot of this wasn't luck-based. 
uh, the, those turnovers that Boston had, we were like a claw machine snapping mm-hmm. the ball out of their hands time and time and time again, either on bad passes that they had or we grabbed it from them when they weren't looking. Um, we we earned that. But in that same breath, early game to Pascal was spicy P. Later on, we saw a little bit more of what we've been seeing with Pascal in this bubble, except I'd argue kind of worse. And that has to do with some very sloppy turnovers, some very just kind of boneheaded moves almost. And I hate to say that because Pascal, you know, the Pascal of old is just such a, such a wise player and he's comfortable with knowing how to maneuver around. But those same floaters he hit at the beginning of the game towards the end looked like he was, I don't even know what he was doing. The lob passes were so awkward. Uh, you could tell that people like OG didn't even know the ball was meant for them. It was potentially like a last-minute decision of his. He's kind of floundering, and it's unfortunate because earlier this game, he looked so on his mark that even somebody like Tatum, there's a reason why he had a, a quiet 30-plus point game. Because I wouldn't say he looked floundered, but he at least looked like he wasn't in complete control of the game until he was. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There was a point where Van Vliet was going off and then it just stopped. And Siaka was going off and then it just stopped. Ibaka was going off and I guess he couldn't really pull it back in. And a big problem had to do with foul trouble as well, where you saw Marcus all getting fouled out. You saw um, a lot of players getting into sticky situations, which this is what boggles my mind. And you can't blame everything on the refereeing. But riddle me this. How does Boston get, what was it, like 15 or something in the first half? We had zero Zero. chances to go to the line. Zero in a half, which is only the second mm -hmm. time in franchise playoff history that that's ever happened. And considering the type of game that Boston plays, which isn't filthy, but they're they're physical, that's insane. Mm -hmm. See, you know what hurts is that I know this is not going to be the whole be and all be all, but like, just look, if you, if you were not to watch this game, you look at just the statistics. I mean, how many points did we lose by three? How many free throws did we miss? Three. Mm. The the amount of threes that we made 28%. If we had one of them could have been tied. There's there's a lot. However, I do want to kind of focus on some of the good. Cause I feel like there was a lot of good. I feel like at this point, we saw that Fred Van Vliet shot with it. Should, honestly, I don't know why you rush it in that in that moment. You have five seconds left. You have a lot of time. But anyways, regardless, <sighs> you see that, you know, heave. And you know what? It's, it's over, right? And so we're at this moment, we're kind of emotional. We were just like, what, you know, what could have been done well? Like, Pascal, how come you stepped out of, out of bounds? But you have to take the, you know, sometimes you have to take the good with the bad. And I know that this is the playoffs. And at this moment, like I said before, you know, you can't have any bad. If you want to win in this game, you can't have any bad. But there was a lot of good. Yes. OG Ananobi. OG Ananobi is was incredible. Had a hell of a I, game. I get it. Yeah. Five, like I get it. He was in foul trouble, but 20 points, eight rebounds, uh three on the offensive end, five on the defensive end, like one steal. Like he he the amount of time that he was on the floor, 38 minutes, he was Every time that he had the basketball, he, it was energetic. There was a purpose to it. Um, 
there like he was making his shots he was getting those offensive rebounds it was it was a really all-around great game from og ananobi and remember raptors fans he wasn't there og wasn't there last year Mm -hmm. and now you see him flourish in a playoff atmosphere the last time he was in the playoffs we got swept by the uh, by the Cavs. And now that he has a chance to guard someone like Jalen Brown and and uh, Jason Tatum, it's so good to see that he's he he's not being affected by the spotlight. This is his moment, and I know that there's no Kawhi to kind of take away the burden and 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 get those foul shots to be sorely sorely need. But when you see someone like OJ at his age playing with the poise playing with you know just like the ease and non the stress it's really really comforting to watch and you know like if we stick with the the positivities some like angles here and there some if the if the ball bounced our way here and there if if you know we didn't get one turnover or something like that we could have won that game easily mm-hmm. and that's the difference between this game game two and game one game one we had no cho- chance mm-hmm. game two there was a chance we it, uh, honestly if we had a shot go in or if a timeout wasn't called or or what what have you those are adjustments you can make in game three and i feel like the raptors did enough that we could have won that game i don't know and and i don't know if you're on the same page Dre, but i don't think that someone like marcus marcus smart can shoot five threes in a row i was that's exactly what i was thinking the fact that he went off okay when steph curry did it and his iconic bang bang oh what a shot game uh first off Mm -hmm. that also wasn't the playoffs he was I, i i to the best of my knowledge he was younger was the the face of the franchise was basically building up to this for years with Marcus Smart? Yeah, the guy's been launching up a lot of threes, and as much as I hate saying this, Marcus Smart's kind of like Kyle Lowry. If he's on your team, you love him. If he's not on your team, you hate him. Yeah. So I understand why people hate Kyle Lowry it, because it's, of Marcus. It's Smart. more like if Marcus Smart is playing against you, then exactly. You hate him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but so, if he, I like I like Marcus Smart. He is like he reminds me of Kyle Lowry. 100%. So that's why I hate saying this, but Marcus Smart's game has improved. The guy's still flopping, which we saw this game, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean it is what it he is. He got called for it though. He got called for it. Oh yeah. Well, it, the call got got overturned, which is. Which mm-hmm. is great, but he has gotten better defensively. The guy is like a pest now. Like he's he's all over the place. He's reminding me kind of like a Patrick Beverly, where the guy the guy talks and talk, but at the same time, you can't shake him off. Which to me is good because you know now he's not just all show. Like Marcus Smart's, there's a reason why the guy is like starting a lot of games in this type of a lineup. So. Um, He's yeah. earning his position, and he's been working on his offensive presence. And clearly, I mean, this isn't going to happen again. Not to, not that I can think of, but I mean, that's that's a pretty crazy fifteen in like five minutes. Not even like that was that was insane. Right. And this is the thing: the last series, Marcus Mar made two of eleven three pointers. In the last two games for the against the Raptors, he's made eleven three pointers. Yeah. So it. I guess it's it's hard to say that no uh, no one could see this happen because you still are going to get 
Tatum, who's going to give you plus 30. You're still going to get, uh, you know, Jalen Brown, who's going to be effective. Kemba Walker is shining in this light. And that's, yeah. that's why when, when it comes to Boston Celtics, you hate that the fact that they're playing the Raptors. Like, I love the fact that they're playing the Raptors because it's never happened before. But Kemba Walker is such a good player. You I know what I mean? Like, guys were good. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, like, and, and that last play, oh, man, I'm telling you. So that, that one play where, where Kemba Walker is – asking for a switch so he can be on a Baca. Yeah. At that moment, either Fred, Nurse, Kyle, somebody has got to tell Serge, stay up on him. Let him drive. Trust the help because Kemba has uh, made a career out of that drive, step back, cross over through the legs jumper that you can't recover on defense. He's made an absolute career. He won a national championship in NCAA with that shot alone in the three-point line. He pulled one of the worst franchises to being a playoff contender with the Hornets by doing that. You have to step up on him. If he's going to drive, fine. If he's the thing is he you can't let him beat you with the, his patent move. As soon as I saw that crossover through the legs, I was like, "That's it," because you've seen it time and time again yeah. when it came to Kemba Walker. And so, before we we end this off, I feel like again, I, I know we can start harping about like what changed it. Not and to me, I I think or I guess like what was the pivotal moment? And, and for me, it was the end of the third quarter where we were up by eight or 10 and we could have taken a good 13, 15 point lead, which the Celtics would be able to come back from that. However, with that little bit of a cushion, you don't feel as much pressure. So when you're coming into the fourth quarter uh, with some rest and you're only down by eight for the Celtics in that matter, you can come back and they got the confidence after smart got hit like two or three, three pointers. You saw the confidence and, and Kemba smiled and J, JT and, and Brown, all of them were like, okay, we got this. And for us, I just don't feel like we had it after that third quarter. When, when we just couldn't get a bucket, we couldn't get an offensive rebound. And we tried to, we played that transition game. We just couldn't get the buck, the ball in the bucket. And I think that was the problem. Once we tried so hard, we got a stop and we couldn't get a transition bucket. We got to our head. We didn't run back. So again, I feel like we have enough and we did enough to win a game. And I'm hoping that whatever changes is necessary because I don't feel like we need too much change. I feel like if any changes would be possible, maybe switch out Gasol and Ibaka because I think Gasol, this is not his series. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I think the Raptors have a chance. I honestly do. I know that we're down 0-2, but I still feel confident in this Raptors team. For me, the turning point was a similar point. Yeah, the third quarter, um, we actually did quite well in the third considering, but it was the Marcus Smart flop that to me was a turning point, and here's why, in my opinion. It was a breakaway. One of those uh, Teddy Crane machine steals I was talking about just gripped from, I think it was Tatum's hands. I don't quite remember. Lowry passes off to Van Fleet, going on the breakaway. Siakam isn't even close to the net, considering uh, neither is Marcus Smart and whoever the other defender was. Van Fleet goes up with the layup. It goes in. Smart flops by throwing himself off of Siakam. Call goes to an offensive foul. Even though Mm -hmm. it got overturned, did you notice the mental reaction between a defeated Van Vliet who was like, oh, come on. Siakam who was like, 
what's even happening now. And just like a, a team, a Raptors team that clearly felt like they deserved more foul calls in the first half, who are being abused by the refs like they always are, but they're letting it get to them. You saw Smart's reaction when it got overturned. He basically was like, all right, all right, all right. No, I'm not going to get a technical. I'm not going to be like Tatum, who's showing my emotions. I'm just going to – and that was it. He completely used that as energy to keep going was with mm-hmm. us. It almost felt like the straw that broke the camel's back where it was like, man, like I'm tired of fighting the refs. So that's basically it. Siakam, Van Vliet. Lowry isn't the type of person who gets mentally faltered too easily. But the extra edge we had last year, we didn't just have Lowry. We didn't we didn't just have Powell. We had Kawhi, who, as amazing as he is, also does not get phased. That's what we need in Siakam. And we had that. Mm. I think the difference is he's carrying a good chunk of the load now. And you're absolutely yeah. right. If it wasn't for these mental breakdowns in, in the fourth, if it wasn't for Marcus Smart having a miraculous five-minute stretch, we could have easily won that. The yep. Celtics had so many turnovers. We we swiped it from them so many times. They didn't look helpless. We looked helpless at it for for a minute. They didn't look helpless, but it looked like we could overtake them. There are just the small, subtle, I guess, lapses that yeah. probably took the game away from us. And that was the you know the careless pass from Kyle through Van Viet's leg. That was Pascal stepping on the baseline. That yeah. was the Gasol turn around and and try to bully Tice like those are the small things that we just don't need and I know it comes with the game I just I honestly feel like if we stick to the plan that we that we had and and I feel like the, the magic about this series is the two the two coaches the two masterminds of coaches I feel like Stevens has used his timeouts much more efficiently than Nurse has every time that the Raptors have gone on a run. You hear boop, there it is. Let's let's stop this run. Regardless of what it is. Two will run, four or one, six or one, regardless of what it is. As if you, if they if he feels some sort of momentum shift, he calls a timeout masterful. Conversely, Nurse knows that happens. And so there was one point in the game, and I believe it was in the third quarter, where Stevens calls a timeout when we were coming out from a run. And then in order to throw a wrench in Steven's plan, Nurse throws a zone. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the the chess pieces for a basketball nerd and, and a, the masterclass that they're portraying on the court is phenomenal. So finally, it could have, it definitely could have easily been a win. I, I agree with that. If at the end of this game, 0-2, I know Raptors fans, I know how you feel. You've been here before. I don't want to be there again, but we've been here before. And I know this is a different team, however, and I feel like it is a different feeling. But I do feel, don't lose hope. I do feel that we still have a good chance of winning this series. And if we do, you know, I'm going to mark this receipt. I feel like I feel like we really do have a good chance because of what we saw in game two. But game three coming at you on Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know where to find us at That's Rep Pod on Twitter. Make sure you converse with us during the game and after the game. Until next time, that's a rep.